0: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens. With all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place, grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
1: You're listening to What I Know. I'm Christine ligorio chavkin Today, we have a fresh bonus episode called What I Don't Know. For our bonus episode this week, I spoke with Kendra Scott, the founder of her eponymous jewelry brand. She founded Kendra Scott Jewelry back in 2002 as a wholesale operation, and she'd already been at a point, thanks to her prior business, where she never wanted to operate retail again. But just years later, in 2008, she opened her first Kendra Scott Jewelry retail store. Today, Kendra Scott has more than 130 locations and more than 2,500 employees. I asked Kendra to look back and think about what she didn't know when she was starting her business and how she tackled that.
0: If you send me an Excel spreadsheet in my company, they lock it. Okay, <laughs> I am the chairwoman. They lock it because, Christine, they don't want me touching one cell on that Excel spreadsheet because I will screw it up, okay? I, that is not my forte. Now, I can read a balance sheet, and I understand the finances, and I understand everything, right? But putting those things together is not my strong suit. And I knew immediately I needed somebody watching our books, understanding what was happening with our inventory. Our finances needed to be handled by somebody that was absolutely brilliant at that. When it came to customer experience, design, marketing, I was your gal. But when it came to those very critical, important parts of the business, I was not the person. And so as quickly as I could bring the right person in for that, that was critical. There's different areas where you just have to be honest. No founder can do it all great. That's not real. And if they think they can, I'm worried for them because that's definitely not the case. Know what you're good at. There's this really great book by Marcus Buckingham called Now Discover Your Strengths. And he is British, and he asks you to write down what you love and you loathe and split it down the middle. And throughout your day, you write down all the things that you love doing, and you write down all the things that you loathe doing. And you ask your team to do the same thing, and you bring the sheets back together. There are so many times that people that loathe something is what somebody else loves, and they're only doing it 5% of their day. So starting to switch those tasks of love and loathe, you're going to really get your productivity up, and people are just going to be a whole lot happier.
1: That's so smart. When did you hire your first CFO?
0: Well, we didn't have a CFO right away. Like at first you have to think of it. This is a out of my bedroom house, Christine. So I started with $500. So first I outsourced an accountant. Um, You know, I couldn't bring on my own full-time person. We were using the free version of QuickBooks. (laughs) you know, and I outsourced an accountant. And, you know, at first it was like she was just closing out my month. And then as I could afford more, I was having her do more, uh, but then brought in a controller. So that was my first kind of bigger financial position. And that was, you know, held us for quite a long time before we actually brought in an official CFO. I would say almost gosh, probably eight years into my business, we just did it with a controller. And then as the business started to absolutely grow, we needed to grow our team and our executive team as well and brought in a CFO. It's not always the title, right? It's what their background and experience level is. And, you know, I think sometimes we get so uh, into a title and I wouldn't worry about as much of that. You know, just think about what are the needs that I have? What has this person done? Have they worked in a company that has gone through a growth phase or grown like the, like the way we are? Sometimes those people will be with you, maybe it's a million to five million. And that's what they'll be great at. But then you may outgrow them and they may be better for a different position come 5 to $50 million, right? So I think you've got to just, your team's got to grow as you evolve and grow your business.
1: Yeah, Kendra, I noticed that one of your many titles currently is still chief creative officer. Are you still designing jewelry yourself?
0: Oh my God, I love it so much. Well, I have an amazing design team, obviously, that I get to work with. But yes, I mean, design... I mean, for me, that's like a kid in the candy store. When I'm in my design room or doing design meetings with my team, um, that is truly still my happy place. I love being in the stores. Here in Austin, you'll see me in the stores often. And just seeing what customers are gravitating towards, what they're loving, um, so that we can go back and really design collections that are gonna surprise and delight them. So very much still involved in the design process and, and hope I will be for as long as I'm able.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kendra. Thank you. That was Kendra Scott. If you missed my full interview with Kendra, go back to your podcast feed and click on What I Know. It's called The Sister Rule, and in it she explains how this simple philosophy about how to treat customers was born, and also how sororities make her brand go viral on TikTok. Our producer is Joshua Christensen. Our associate producer is Blake Odom, and our editor is Nicholas Torres. I'm Christine Legorio-Chapkin. Thank you for listening to What I Know.